0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm your host, Ian Turner, and my guest today is Emma Eden. But first, I'd gratefully appreciate you subscribing just head to gardenofsound.nz and click on any of these subscription links on the front page. There's also a link to an awesome listener survey I've put together, more about that during the show. Right, Emma Eden, principal horn for the CSO and a real win back for Canterbury. Emma's been plying her French horn trade for many years with the Auckland Philharmonia. But where did it start for this amazing promoter of classical music in New Zealand? And how can she go on to make life better for the professional female brass players coming through the ranks? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emma Eden on Plains FM 96.9. Emma, when was the first time you remember uh, hearing music?
0: It's funny, my parents aren't what you'd call musicians, but we always had music on in the house. Like we always had like the Eagles playing. In the morning, you know, before when we we're getting ready for, for school and things, the radio was always on. 98 Port FM and Timaru, brilliant. Um, Classic. And so I think I just grew up with a lot of just sound in the house. Mm. Um, but I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's place and she had a piano.
2: Mm.
0: Although she didn't like traditionally get lessons or anything like that. She could play by ear. So I remember just from a really young age, she taught me how to play Twinkle Little Star. Mm -hmm. And I remember the feeling of like, wow, like, you know, if you know a song and then if you can play it back on an instrument, it's such an amazing feeling. I was probably, you know, five or something like that. And then when I got a bit older, actually it was my grandparents that introduced me to piano lessons. Mm I mean, that's sort of where it all started. I think probably through just having music in the house, but then mostly my grandmother, um, she loved music herself. You know, if someone you love loves something, you it's a thing you can share together.
1: Do you remember what type of, I imagine it was an upright, do you yeah. remember the um, the brand?
0: No, I don't, but it was light brown. Yes. And there was all this old music in the piano store yeah. and it had that smell. I, I yep. could remember the smell yeah. of the piano, which sounds really weird.
1: Were mum and dad musical? Did they play any instruments?
0: Well, I reckon they give a good crack at karaoke. Okay. Um, They didn't really officially play any instruments. My dad would like have a few beers and crank the guitar.
1: So where did the classical stuff come in for you?
0: I think it was just a massive accident. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about that accident. It was just a big, big accident. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I was like a little bit shit at piano. Yeah. I don't know if you have played, tried different instruments, but some just feel easier. Yes. For me, piano, I did it for 10 years and I learned off this amazing piano teacher in Timaru. She had bright orange hair. She was in her 80s when I started. She was called Rita Minahan and she was such a character. But I'd go along, but she was very, very strict and I was just a little bit shit, um, but I tried and I, I persevered. I didn't give up, but it was never really the instrument that I felt that I could really get into, although I learned learnt how it worked and I, you know, I did all my exams and things like that. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And it was actually a massive accident. One day I went to Waimatai school um, in Timaru and this primary school, and I was going around to my friend's house after school, I was like nine, because she had a trampoline and we didn't. Oh, of course. So I was like, yeah. yeah, cool, I'll come over, sweet as. And then she was like, I just have to go past the school hall on the way on the way home, because I've got to audition for the brass band. And I was like, what? So I was like, all right, I'll wait outside. And then I was literally waiting outside, and the brass band teacher, he was, you're not going to believe it, hes called Mr. Wolf. And he was massive. And he had a big, loud voice. You know, he was very... um dynamic person he's like get inside and i was like okay just ran in and then basically we were just in this big group of kids and then he played a note on the piano was like is this note higher or lower than Ah, one one of those yep really easy and the kids that got it right got in that's as easy as it was and then you know i said okay i must have got it right then we got to pick an instrument and i literally went home after my trampoline date with a tenor horn, which is like a small tuba, okay, that plays in the brass band, and so I went through the whole brass band movement, which I I still hold it close to my heart. I don't play in a brass band anymore, but it was a, an amazing foundation. It made music fun. It made music about people. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are, where you're from, what you're, what you believe. You're just there all with one goal. Um, and so I, you know, went through the primary brass band there, and then got into the Timoree Municipal Brass, which was a huge highlight in my teens. And it was an amazing opportunity to make music in a positive way.
1: This is all on the tenor horn.
0: All on the tenor horn, absolutely. Right. And then I think it was when I was at high school, I was a 60 percenter, you know, not too bad at things. Um, yeah. But for some reason, I seem to really identify a lot with everything I was learning in the music class and my music teacher um there at the time Vicki McLeod was like incredibly passionate and she was like you know you could do this as a job and I was like what this is amazing obviously piano wasn't going to work out yeah. I figured out there was an option to go and study music and she was like you've got to do it and she really helped me get into a music school in Wellington but unfortunately they wouldn't take tenor horns it's a really long story mm. um But I got into the music school anyway. I went to Massey up there. Mm -hmm. It was sort of like a mostly a jazz school, actually, um, with a little classical crew there as well. Um, And it was at university that then I met um, my horn teacher who played the French horn and said, look, if you want to make a go of this, you've got to play the French horn.
1: Why the French horn?
0: Brass band, as fun and as awesome as it is, yes, there is the New Zealand Army Band here, which yep. would be an amazing career, um, and it has been for a lot of my friends. But that's the only kind of full-time brass band job you can gotcha. get. Yep. Um, orchestral playing, I guess French horn just opens up doors. It's an orchestral instrument. Um, there are quite a few orchestras in New Zealand, or obviously all around the world. So it's a, it's a it's a I guess a more sensible choice if you wanted to do music as a full-time career. So. I guess that's why. And she played in the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. That was her job. Um, And so, yeah, I started at uni, which was scary at at the the start to sound like absolute dog, you know, in front of all these people that were, like, nailing it.
1: Two questions. One, uh, do you still play tenor?
0: No. Okay. No. It's funny, isn't it? Why? I think when I swapped, I desperately didn't want to let go of it because it was letting go of something that I was... Kind of capable, I guess, to to leave it for something that I just honestly like I could play like three notes when I first started, it was like, it was like really not very good. But then it's like you just like anything like if you just decide, I remember thinking right, if I'm going to do it, you have to do it, you can't half do it, or mm. you can't sort of think about it or just kind of you know I just like, right, I'm going to do it. And then from then, I haven't played it since.
1: And no French horn generally in a brass
0: band. No, setup? no, not no, just the tone a different instrument for one. It's, a, it's in a different key. Mm. Um, it's a whole different ball game. Yes, French horn and tenor horn sound similar, but they're actually very, very different. different. Different mouthpiece. You even you know, press the valves down with a different hand. They look visually different. So That's crazy. Uh, I guess the one thing they have in common is that you do a buzz with your yep. embouchure to, to make the sound. Yes, But even that's different because the mouthpiece is different.
1: Where would we know French horn from in popular classics at least
0: well john williams okay okay let's get into that so we've got star wars we've got the et um movie we've got home alone yep all these um epic movies and that's what people don't realize which i love to kind of help them realize is that people say oh i don't like orchestral music and i'm like oh Okay, that's cool, each to their own, you know. There's music, I don't.
1: So, is it really? Is that what we're hearing? We're hearing the French horn and all those lead lines. It's
0: orchestral music.
1: Such as. Absolutely. Okay.
0: So, that is orchestral music. Yes, when we play in an orchestra, we play like Mozart, Beethoven, yes. you know, all these, yep. you know, what you'd say classical composers. Yeah. But what we're really doing is orchestral music. Okay. And so you can hear that john williams is amazing yeah you could get into a loop on youtube listening to, it's yes. like a very dangerous hole of awesomeness
1: okay so it's a very familiar instrument what is the reaction from people when you start sort of talking about those those tunes at least and i go oh is that what it is
0: yeah a little bit sometimes when people say oh what instrument do you play i say french horn and then i say oh if they look a little bit Okay, I say you know sometimes it's the Christmas decorations on trees, and they're like, oh, yeah. And then I say you might have also heard it in Harry Potter, and they're like, oh, all the pennies are dropping. And then everyone's like, oh, that's awesome! I love the French horn. I'm like, so it's about associating with, with how it looks and then how it sounds. Yeah. Um, often, you know, through my job, we get to go out to schools and community groups, and you know, I get to show the French horn. Yeah. And every time the one song I play is the Titanic theme. And most people, I'm so old now, yep. that it's come back round. Even kids who are like six or seven know what that tune yep. is. And they say, oh, my gosh, is that, does the French horn play that? I'm like, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It is time for some music. And you have mentioned Titanic uh, or at least uh, Celine Dion singing My Heart Will Go On. Absolutely. Um, why, why? And you've even got the T-shirt on. Uh, today. Why Celine have you seen her play live?
0: I did. Oh wow. Yeah. Where? Um well she came to Auckland and I have to say thank you so much to my wife for coming with me. Yeah. I couldn't find anyone that wanted to come oh, with me. Okay. And Liz is awesome and she, you know, she doesn't not like Celine, but it's yep. not like wouldn't be in her top ten, let's yep. put it that way. And I think I just wept and wept the whole way. I was I just love her. I just think she's a bit like Phil Collins. I don't know, but she's just a little bit of a guilty pleasure. She's so authentically herself. Yep. She's so funny. She sounds like amazing. Yeah. Like what's with her voice? Got the chops. I mean, it's amazing, right? Yeah. And she's a little bit cheesy, but I think she knows it and embraces it. Like she doesn't try not to be. Yeah. Um, but I think the Titanic movie, I remember her singing that you know, I think when the credits came, that was the, my heart will go on. Yeah, and just being blown away by like the sound. Yeah, and ever since then, I've just really loved Celine. Yeah, I think it's just. Is yeah. there a
1: key change about two thirds, three quarters oh, of the way through? Yeah, it's Not amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that. Oh. Yeah,
0: if you're running, if you if you're a runner. Okay. Um, before I was pregnant, I yep. used to like running. Yep. Um, and so you know, you just think I can't get up this hill. Yep. But then the modulation happens, you're like, I could do oh, anything.
1: My
2: <laughs> heart will sit, go on.
0: It will. As
1: will my feet. It um, will. Here we go. Celine Dion, my heart will go on. Theme from Titanic. Yeah. As if you didn't know.
2: Yeah.
3: I <laughs>
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emma Eden on Planes FM 96.9. I want to talk about gigs. Could Could be classical, could be pop. What was the first gig young Emma got along to?
0: I remember the first time I ever saw an orchestra live. I was in high school and our high school music teacher, Vicky, took us in the minivan from Timaru up to Christchurch to see the NZSO. And, you know, I can't remember what they were playing. All I remember is feeling the music in my bones like it was something else to hear like a full orchestra for the first time. And I just love watching the cymbal player. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It just sounds so powerful. And I think that experience of just sitting, it's like a wall of sound um, with a whole lot of other people. And I think that definitely sparked an interest.
1: What are the options for folks if they do want to take the, I say the orchestral uh, or the classical route—is it purely through uh, university education if they want to?
0: I think everyone has a different path yep. um, of how they get to where they need to be. You don't mm-hmm. technically have to have a university degree to play in an orchestra. Mm. At an orchestra audition, for example, you just get send a list of music a couple of weeks before you turn up and you audition along with. Lots of other people, but yeah. you're behind a screen. They don't even know the panel. Don't know who you are, what your CV is, where you've been.
1: Wow!
2: And you, you,
0: you basically are chosen on the way you sound on the day on merit. I would say most people I know go through the like the university route because it gives you a you know three or four or five years to really hone in on your craft. But you know my French horn teacher Heather, for example, she I think she's got a degree in languages and but had some really good teaching along the way. So everyone's different. I think, yeah.
1: Is classical music only for intelligent people?
0: Absolutely not. I think it's for anybody that has feelings.
1: <laughs> but it's so complex.
0: I, you know, I just sometimes listen to some, you know, music that, you know, we've got to play at work and it's technically orchestral classical music and mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. I'm just like, this is awful. Mm. You know, I really don't enjoy playing it and I really don't like listening to it, but I think that's good. It means I'm alive. I'm feeling something. Yeah. So I think classical music or orchestral music, it's it's there for everyone.
1: When I talk about the complexity, there's a there's a lot going on. It's rich, and it's dynamic, and it's full on.
0: It's like a really good road trip.
1: Yes. Okay. Like, you know,
0: I think that's how I describe it. Yep. In a foreign country. Yeah. Five grand in your bank account, yep. and you've you've landed in London. Yep. Where are you going? Could go up to Scotland, you could nip yep. over to France, you know, yep. there's all these things, and so I think it's different for everybody when they're sitting listening. Some people come to a concert and they've had a really stressful week. Yeah. You know, and they're just like, oh, just I don't have to think about. It. And you know, they might not be thinking about too much. They might just be relaxing. Some people go and they really know the history of the piece and they really want to feel what the composer was feeling when they were writing it. I think the cool thing about it is that everyone um, has a different reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it feels like a really cool road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there are bumps along the way. Sometimes you run out of petrol. <laughs> sometimes you run out of money. Mm. But no matter what, it's a great experience.
1: At the, at the end of the section, we are going to hear some Mahler. So many different recordings across the ages, I guess, of different orchestras playing the different symphonies and so on. Why, because you want to hear the Berlin Philharmonic, why that particular recording or why them?
0: The cool thing about orchestras is that depending on where they are in the world, they, they develop over time their own special sound I love listening to American orchestras, European orchestras. Um, But just over the years, I think of just listening to lots of different groups and types of musicians. For me, the Berlin Phil, I can't ask for anything more. Like when I sit and listen to it, um, I just feel like the the world is as it should be. It just gives me such a sense of like, um, I guess, I just, I don't even, there's no words. I was really lucky to go and live there for a few months and study with, the, the Berlin Phil horn section. Mm-hmm. You know, something about sitting in their hall live listening to them, you can't imagine how that would feel. I don't know what the equivalent would be, but it's just, it was just amazing. So are you biased. I think I just really know what I love. Okay. And I really love that. And their horn section, the way they play is how I imagine a French horn in my head. Their principal horn, Stefan Dor, he actually came to New Zealand a few years ago, but when I was in Berlin, I got to spend some time with him listening to all their rehearsals and things like that, and just the way he plays the horn and the way he leads the section is just exactly how I would imagine it.
1: How yeah. did that Berlin time come about?
0: Well, I had a job in Auckland in the APO. I got my job quite young in the orchestra. I was sort of early 20s, and I think I was thinking, OK, this is awesome, I'm really loving it, I'm I'm learning a lot on the job. I still need some help with a few things, you know, like... It's like anything, you know, you never really conquer an instrument, I don't think. Well, I I definitely haven't. Mm. And you're always on a quest to try and make things feel easier and learn new things. And I thought, okay, if I could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? Obviously Berlin, because I want to go and listen to this amazing orchestra.
1: So you knew Uh, About the sound, you had an affinity or a feeling about. Been listening
0: like a stalker for years. Okay, Um, absolutely. You know, stalking them all on Instagram and things like that. So, so I literally wrote to them and I was like, "Hey, I'm Emma from New Zealand. (laughs) 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 Hey, yeah, can I just like come and hang?" And they were like, "Yeah," Um, like literally. And so I went over there for a few months, basically listened to all the rehearsals, got lessons off all the um, horn players there. Yeah. And, and hooned around the town. Yeah. It was great.
1: Had a great time. Yeah. Okay, for the uninitiated, let's talk about horns within the big group of music people.
0: So we sit in the brass section. Mm. So in the orchestra, it's all split up into different families. You yep. probably, most people are familiar with the string family, yep. with the cellos and violins and all of yep. them. They're at the front. Then behind them, we have the woodwind family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we sit behind normally the woodwinds. Mm-hmm. Um, as a general rule, um, you know, we've got tuba and trombones on one end. The yep. trumpets are in the middle, mm-hmm. usually three or four of those. And then the French horns are on the other side. And we sit in a row in front of the percussion. So okay. the percussion are behind us. It seems to me uh, we probably sit at the back because we're rowdy. Okay. Um, Personality-wise
1: yes, as well as sound.
0: I, I think that's a very big can to, to discuss uh, what instrument draws specific people in. Yeah. You know, often brass players... I would say we're... we're Rowdy? Yeah, I would say. What are the strings like? Cool. I've got lots of string playing friends. Okay. But they're yeah, cool. they're smart because they've got to play a lot of notes. So okay. we just sit there and we can have like five minutes off and then go... Bar, bar, like okay. in the meantime, they're going... You know, okay. um, they're the smart ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. What do you like about Marla generally?
0: I think his writing is impeccable. Mm. Um, his understanding of what instruments go together really well... Mm-hmm is just amazing. And I think Mahler, he's written a lot of symphonies. And every single one, the horn is a feature. He must have really loved the sound of the French horn. Mm. A lot of his writing, it's funny, actually, John Williams, although they're they're years apart in terms of composing, it sounds like film music to me, a lot of the Mahler. Okay. So maybe that's why I'm drawn to it. Um, Yeah. And often in his why I also love it is that most composers write for two or four horns and mm-hmm. some of his pieces he writes for like eight. Wow. You know, there's Mahler 2 which is like quite a few on stage but then also like a handful off stage, you know. But Mahler 5 and especially this movement is like if you if you're going to say to someone, "Oh, can I listen to a piece of orchestral music that shows the horn?" This would be the one. Okay. I love listening to it. I've heard it live several times, but I also love playing it. Okay. The feeling of playing it is like you get to really show off how awesome your instrument is.
1: I will make one apology um, as you're listening today, is we're not going to be able to play the entire thing. So um, just head to gardenofsound.nz, click on Emma's picture on the front page. You'll get a Spotify playlist where you'll be able to hear all of it and discover some amazing uh, stuff from Marla and the Berliner
0: Philharmonica. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs>
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emma Eden on Plains FM 96.9. At the end of this section, uh, we're going to uh, hear some pop music. It's a track called We've Got the Time, uh, written by Age Pryor. How did you uh, meet him or get involved in this project?
0: I think another accident, (laughs) probably. I think he had been hired to do a song for an advert it was a trust power advert and they needed to have like the visual thing of like power, internet, telephone, or, you know, all coming together as one to like make your life easy kind of thing. I think that was a thing. And so they wanted to bring together music, musicians from different genres and maybe like visually okay. different, but also, you know, things you wouldn't normally see maybe together. Mm-hmm. And so I think to be honest, they were looking for a, a female musician who played a brass instrument and in New Zealand, uh, there aren't so many. <laughs> Most of the people that play brass instruments, well, professionally anyway, um, in orchestras. Yep. Um, I think at the moment in the whole of New Zealand, there's myself and one person in Wellington. Yeah, it sort of narrowed it down. Um, what well, two two
1: women? Two women. Yeah. So it's brass it's instruments
0: in professional in orchestras. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That list. Let that sink in just for a, for a second.
0: Why? Yeah, your face. I wish people could see your face because I fully, I know, it's a big question.
1: I've just eaten a lemon. Just imagine, yeah. imagine yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Is it like
1: um, uh, female engineers and producers and and music? I, I mean, I can't speak, on,
0: speak on that field. Um, it's an interesting question because what I sort of have discovered is there are a lot of young. Um, you know, people playing instruments, brass instruments, a lot of young female people playing brass instruments. But as you sort of get further up the ranks into the professional world, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably starts at a young age, like lots of little girls think, oh, I want to play the pretty, you know, flute mm. or the violin. That's, mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, not very many young kids are like, oh, I want to play the tuba, you know, Um but, yeah, it's a real thing, and it's not just a Kiwi thing. It's just – it's all around. Um, I belong to a few groups on Facebook and things like that, specifically for female-identifying brass players because yep. it makes me feel less alone, I guess. Um, and, you know, and don't get me wrong, I get along with all my work colleagues. course. They're all guys, yep. awesome guys. All great, yeah. Heaps of my best friends are brass players, but there is something um, –
1: That's a T-shirt.
0: Yeah, it, that, yeah, it totally is um, – but it's something. It's a really good question, and I I feel a little bit responsible to try and do something about it.
1: Is it anything to do with women go off have kids, which is kind of interesting because that's the position that you're in.
0: Yeah, I guess yes. that they do or, that on other instruments too. Or
1: you're not allowed to follow your dreams, perhaps.
0: Well, I hope that's not the case. I mean, I'm currently pregnant, and yes. I and I have a I have a nearly three year old. Yeah, and I'm still doing it and i still continue to do it and i still i want to be a working mum who's a musician and i'd love my kids to grow up being like oh you know they're a little bit maggie's a little bit young to come to concerts um at the moment but i would love her to see me go and do that it's a really hard one i don't really know why but when i do meet other female brass musicians i you know um there's definitely we have a bond there's something quite cool about it But are things changing? I I can smell it in the air. Yeah. I definitely can. Like definitely there's more celebration and more people are talking about it. I guess that's where you start. Yeah. You know, if no one talks about it and just doesn't care, then that's nothing's going to change. But even now, like people are celebrating female artists a bit more and, you know, people are talking about it and people are trying to include – more female artists in their lineups and things like that, as they should be. Mm. Um, but maybe a few people have had a slap around the head to be like, wake up. It's not a female problem. It's a, it's a people problem.
1: Oh, Dan, Dan's you know, true. like
0: it's, it should be something that all people, first of all, are aware of, secondly, talk about it and then actually use some action to do something about it. Don't just moan about it. Just be like, right, well, what can I do? Mm. And I guess, you know, in my small corner, I just think if I can be a positive role model, That's got to help, you know, um, try not to be a dickhead, try to play really well, try to sound good, (laughs) try to be, you know, you know, try and be approachable and hopefully that will encourage other young females to give it a go.
1: And you're pretty cool, which is Ah. interesting, I know, we say Ah. that, because you said you get to hang out with the cool kids, like with a song, Um, so they needed a um, a female brass player was it were they specifically looking for french horn
0: i don't know um it was a friend of a friend who recommended me so it was one of those sort of new zealand oh i might know someone who knows someone it's your cousin's auntie's sister's brother you know oh cool so it was one of those things and when i got the email about it i shat myself i was like i can't do that because basically it was like you know i'm a trained classical musician that turns up you know someone else puts my chair and stand there I sit and play what's on my stand. Someone else has written it. This was like, oh, age prior is going to just write this chart and you can just like play the horn part and we'll record it and we'll make like a video ad.
1: Okay, so play the horn part. I'm imagining that uh, there are chords. Uh, Does he hum a melody to you or is it actually written?
0: He wrote. Like a outline of it, so we workshopped it together a yep. few times first, yep. and then there was a bit where he's like, "Okay, and now over this bit, you'll just improvise." And I'm doing a tiny poo because I'm like, "Oh my god," you know. And also, we had to use I had to learn how to use looping pedals, mm. which I'd never done. And they were like, "Can you do that?" And I'm like. Yeah. Why there was no
1: live performance though? Yes. What? Oh,
0: there was. So, okay, I thought it was just the oh, recording. Oh no, sorry, no, okay. sorry. We recorded it live for yep. the ad. I don't yes. know if you've seen the ad. No, I haven't. It's a, well, it's on YouTube. It's yeah. not on TV anymore. But it's um, we recorded it in his lounge, and that was actually where we recorded it. So yep. that was genuine. We didn't go into a yep. thing and do it, and yeah. you know, and then they did all the other shots throughout the day. But yep. we recorded it there for this ad, and I learned a lot very quickly. Um, it was also with Lawton Cora. his yep. his amazing musician and Chris O'Connor on drums. And I didn't know any of the guys beforehand, yep. but they were so awesome and so cool. But mm. like, I really look up to them as musicians. I think they're great Kiwi. All three of them are great Kiwi musicians. Yep. And I felt a bit out of my depth. You know, I remember thinking, what do I even wear when we go to a practice? You know, do I have to look, try and, you know, <laughs> I was just a bit stressed. Um, and it was a really, I'm really glad I said yes, because yes, I was scared, but once I got into it, I really enjoyed it. It's just something different. Feel
1: the fear and do it anyway.
0: Well, yeah, feel the fear and just hope for the best. Mm. And I'm really happy with the end result.
1: So where are you on, on improvising generally?
0: I don't ever say no. Yeah. I was very lucky at um, Massey University. It was mostly a jazz school. I took a few jazz papers. Excellent. I know enough how it works that I can work it out. Um, okay. Also, I'm not afraid of making a fool of myself. Yep. So if I do stand up and it sounds like shit, I'm like, well, I gave it a go. Mm. You know, like I'm, I don't mind. I'm like, well, I'm not really trained in it, but I know enough that I can get by. But it's definitely something I'd love to get better at.
1: I think we need to hear this song. This is going to be cool. Um, this is We've Got the Time, uh, Age Prior. <laughs> This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emma Eden on Plains FM 96.9. What do you say to teenage Emma?
0: You know what? I would have just been like, you'll be all right. You know, you'll be all right. You've got your braces. You look a bit like Isaac Hansen, but you'll be fine. Just, um, just keep on going. Yeah, I think I never went through that big rebellious phase. I wasn't very naughty. I kind of felt a bit awkward, but I wore a lot of Helen Stein's clothes. Mm. Look back on photos, I'm like, God, oh, cheapest. So what was life like
1: growing up in Timaru in terms of the music scene?
0: Oh, I was all in the brass band. Yep. You know, I had my brass bandmates. Um I think it was a pretty cool place to grow up, but it mm. gets to a point where you really need to leave. Yeah, um, And so I was lucky I did that. Um, it's a great wee place. It's awesome.
1: Any other famous sons or daughters uh, we've hailed from Timaru in the in the music world that oh, have lots. escaped?
0: Oh, lots. Absolutely. Well, one of New Zealand's most famous classical musicians of all time is Michael Houston. Yes. And he is from Timaru. Pianist. Let's yes. be honest, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he is incredibly famous. He's like next level famous. Mm-hmm. So Timur is very proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: that is cool. And do you have any unfulfilled musical desires? Anything you want to get, get done? Before I would you...
0: love one day to play at the BBC proms. Oh, okay. That would be cool. At
1: the Royal Albert Hall. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, but I just think life is a funny thing of, Often opportunities come up, and my goal is always just to be like, "Yes, I'll do it," and yep. then figure it out. Yeah. So, like, from doing that, I've I've managed to sort of collect a few exciting memories, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is how I want to continue on. Yeah. Um, and especially once I. I will say pop this baby out. Hopefully yeah. it does pop out. <sharp inhale> yeah, just like <sharp inhale> once I pop this baby out, you know, it's when kids are really little, it's yes. a little bit harder to kind of embrace everything. Yeah. But you know, they grow up and they get a bit easier. So definitely I want to keep on that track of just like when things come up, just say yes and see what happens. And sometimes I've said yes and I've not regretted it, but I'm being like, Oh, Emma, you know, that's borderline. But sometimes I've said yes to things and been really happy with, you know. Yeah. Happy with what's been happening.
1: How far along at this point in time are you?
0: I think I'm about over six months, so 25 weeks today. 25 weeks. Um,
1: Any inklings about what kind of music the uh, the child likes?
0: Um, Well, it's a little it's a little boy. A little boy. And so he seems pretty chilled. Yeah. Um, It's my first pregnancy, so my wife had our first Mm -hmm. baby. Yeah. So it's my first time being pregnant. Yeah. I do play the horn, and I when I first started. You know, playing the horn and things like that. I thought, oh, this poor little guy is going to be like, what the hell is well, going on? But he's pretty chilled out, so yeah. we'll just sort of see when he pops out, <laughs> what he might like.
1: You never know; it could be dub. There's a, there's a few horns oh, in there. That. That'd be cool. Okay, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to play mini quiz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emma Eden on Plains FM ninety six point nine. Now, just a quick note to tell you. I need answers. I need to know who you are and where you're from and why you listen to Garden of Sound. A survey is a great way for you to have your say on the kind of program I produce each week. So whether you'd like a bit more of this or a bit more of that, let me know by heading to the Garden of Sound homepage at gardenofsound.nz and clicking the survey link. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emma Eden on Planes FM 96.9, and we're about to launch into mini quiz. I'm going to give you 10 questions. You're going to have 60 seconds to answer those 10 questions. If you don't know, just say pass. Okay. And say pass quickly. All right, Emma, um, your mini quiz starts. Which musician did model Jerry Hall date before her relationship with Mick Jagger? Pass. What's the nationality of electronic music duo Daft Punk? Pass. The movie character Austin Powers featured in the video for which Madonna song? Pass. Who is the (laughs) businessman that musician Mariah Carey was engaged to for eight months during 2016? Pass. Which band had only one number one hit on the US billboard with Need You Tonight? Pass. In which year did Boney M release the best-selling single Rivers of Babylon? I
0: wouldn't have a clue.
1: A diagnosis of which disease caused Neil Diamond to cancel his tour to New Zealand and Australia in 2017? Who <laughs> gotta get this one? Who had a top ten hit in 1978 singing about Copacabana? Pass! In which decade did the first official in military tattoo take place?
0: fifties? Uh,
1: which is the largest and lowest toned brass instrument in an orchestra? Tuba. Oh, nailed that. Your time is up. That's awesome. I'll just run through those answers because it's nice to learn something on the <laughs> yeah. show, which is good. I no, look, I I admire the way that you've gone forward and uh, with strength you have, have passed on eight. Great. You're the first person to have done that.
0: Excellent. That's
1: great. Um, which musician, Jerry Hall, um, before Mick Jagger was Brian Ferry? Daft Punk uh, French. Um, beautiful Stranger. Austin oh, Powers, that ring yep. bell, kind of. Uh, Mariah Carey was engaged to James Packer for Wouldn't eight months. A, I don't even know who that is. Son of Kerry Packer, media mogul. Yeah, cool. Long story. I need you tonight in excess. Right. Do, cool. do, 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 do. do. M released Rivers of Babylon in 1978. Um, Neil Diamond was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Oh. At the Copa, Copa Cabana. Barry Manilow.
0: Oh, cool. Um,
1: and well done. Yes, the 1950s, the Edinburgh Military oh, Tattoo. Oh, nailed it. Wow, that's fantastic. And, of course, the tuba, Phew. tubby oh, or otherwise.
0: Well, there we go then.
1: There you go. Um, so what's what's coming up? You you play with the Christchurch Symphony Orchestra. Yeah. Um. You you teach. Yep. Um, is there going to be, well, if the world... Sorts itself out, it's going to be a big 2022 for the CSO.
0: Um, I've got a fantastic season out. I'm a little bit jealous because I'm going to be on maternity leave, oh, of course. um, but you should check it out on their website. It's really cool, actually. They're doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, so um, oh. I would really go to that if you yep. can. Um, we've still got a few gigs, Yep. like you know, with this all this COVID stuff, mm, things are changing mm-hmm. daily, right? Yeah, so it's so what's it's, coming up? Well, we're supposed to be doing Beethoven 5 next week, okay. Um, oh, wow. Okay, that one. Yeah, so I don't know, yeah, if the levels don't change, then yep. I guess we will. Um, and then we've got our Christmas concert. Where there's supposed to be a Beatles gig um, coming up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, as I say, things are just changing daily, really. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed. But, yeah, for me next year, it'll be just popping this kid out yep. and, um, and, you know, having a bit of time off, and then I'll get back into it.
1: Quick one for your other child. Yeah. Um, any conscious thought to make them play music?
0: I think absolutely if she shows interest. Um, I think it's all about finding um, Maggie's her name. It's all about finding what she enjoys doing yeah. and what she f- loves listening to. At the moment, she's definitely a music appreciator. Great. you know. And I think that's the main thing. Um, just get them listening to lots of different things. Um, but absolutely no pressure. She says she wants to play the trombone. Um, um, that's negotiable <laughs> We'll see how we go um, But I just think music makes all of our lives better It doesn't matter whether you're a classical musician um, Whatever genre of music you love or play I think if it makes your life better Then why not give it a go And that's what I'd want for her Yeah. Okay.
1: We've got one last song before we finish the interview uh, It's from Neil Finn It's called Second Nature Yeah. Now you've played with him on this track or for a live show or something
0: along that lines? Yeah, he, uh, Neil Finn's amazing. Firstly, he's an epic human, just a great person. Yep. Um, we were really lucky when I was living in Auckland to do his... Did you ever see when he did those um, live at Roundhead?
1: I have seen something along those lines. Yeah,
0: so that he recorded his album live but streamed it at the same time. I was really stressed because you know, it's being a lot of people tuned in yeah. and that's where we recorded it. Yeah. Um, and so he wrote all this music, he wrote this album and hired some orchestral musicians to from the APO to come in yeah. and play. It was amazing because he had a choir of like all these epic Kiwi artists. Um, and this was a track that I just, I think it sounds great. And it just, I remember playing on it and feeling, oh, here I am, like hanging out in like Neil Finn's, you know, studio, having a good time, eating some free sushi, Mm -hmm. (laughs) life's good. Mm. But I just think the album's amazing and I love how he loves Kiwi music and collaborates with lots of different people. I think it's...
1: So who wrote your parts?
0: um, I think it was a sort of a team effort. Victoria Kelly um, arranged a lot of the things. I think it was... Just a group effort of lots of different people. But yeah, yeah, she was the main one. Super cool. This is
1: Neil Finn's Second Nature. Emma, it's been amazing having you on the show today. Thank you. Time for my track of the week and it's from Dolphin Friendly a group we heard a little bit about last week and a lot back in January of this year. They've just had to postpone their November 11 show in Littleton which is a real blow for the guys. Fortunately, they've just released a brand new track which is amazing. This is Hero Skies. Yeah.
3: Alright, let me tell you a story about a trip that I rode I walked into this bar called Morrison Hotel And the circle spec said, hey man Imagine if all the people could come together I caught eyes with a blonde guy looking kinda shy in the corner He yelled, if it's illegal to rock and roll and throw my ass in jail A pretty girl sung to me, Valerie I said, can I comfort all your pain? the purple tinge and I heard her excuse me baby can I chop it down with the back of my hand felt that trip Me, I can't feel that. It's part of 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 me, I can't.
1: Thanks for joining me today on the show, and thanks to Emma Eden. Be sure to check out what Emma's up to with a CSO by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on her image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner, and I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening, and keep playing. En no ho